we must proceed with extraordinary levels of care, concern, and caution as we seek to make sense of what is considered by many to be the most confusing and severe episode in Kol HaTorah Kula. Parshas Korach teaches the story of an individual who ganged up with 250 other conspirators, cohorts, and gang members to dethrone Moshe. They saw a rebellion, a mutiny. It was all for honor, Chazal tell us. It was Korach who felt unnecessarily wronged. And eventually, after really whipping up a big mob, he kolu. They gathered around Moshe. It's not fair. They were all turned into a lesson of what it means to speak up against God's chosen leaders when the earth opened up its mouth and gobbled them up together with the innocent mothers and the innocent young babies. Kairach of Russia. Rambam calls him a koifer. Kairach. His legacy is what? But nothing of destruction, mayhem, and chaos. But on the other hand, Chazal tell us that actually after this exhibition and showdown, Korach's fire pan sacrifice was used to plate the Mizbeach. He was Kairach. Kairach was a first cousin of Moshe Rabbeinu. Korach was a no-say Aron. He was one of those upper echelon Jews that carried God's holy ark. Kairach It's considered, says the Zohar, to be the one who the Pusik is talking about when it says, Tzadik HaTomar Yifrach, that the righteous will sprout like a flower. Who is that referring to? Zekorach. What to make of all this? God willing, we'll speak of a couple different plans from some of the G'dayli, Rishonim, and Achronim, but where better to begin than Rashi's approach? Rashi asked this question. He says, V'Koyrach Shepikeach Haya. He was wise. How could he make such an error? Listen to Rashi. So his eyes, they made him error. A prophecy where he saw there was going to be a string of holy people, his grandkids and grandsons, his future, his generations. He's going to have eventually the prophet Samuel. As it says, so Kairach then said to himself, I need to launch a mutiny because clearly I'm supposed to be in charge. And Reb Chaim Shmuelevis says, you see from here something shocking. This was a true prophecy. This was all good. He had nevuah. He was a holy Jew. But he chose to see what he wanted to see. He saw in a Kodesh prophecy that I need to make a mutiny. I need to launch a rebellion. And he teaches us something fascinating. A person will still only see what he wants to see in prophecy, in nevuah. And Ramer Chodesh, the great Hebron Mashkiach, taught us something similar. The great Talmud of Slabotka. That in last week's Parsha, when we said in the Parsha of Tzitzis, that thou shall not go after. After their heart. Don't go after all of the taiva of the world, but stay true to the Almighty. It says, Levavchem before Einechem, because yes, you will only see what the heart truly wants to see. An epic new novel idea in Shmir Yisenayim. If you see something that you're not supposed to see, often that's because you must check your heart to see if you really didn't want to see it. Perhaps somebody else 
that was walking down that same street would not have seen it. You fix the heart, you fix your motives, you fix your intentions, because ultimately, his eyes made him err because he saw what he wanted to see. An unbelievable chiddush in Shmiri Seinayim. And what led to this eventual chaos, mayhem, downfall, and destruction of innocent babies along with their leader, Kairach. All because they chose that they wanted honor. They wanted power. They wanted the covet. And then they decided to just see whatever they wanted to see. Remember, to see clearly, to see truthfully. And how is that possible? How will you not see something that you don't want to see when you truly don't want to see it and you actually have a clean heart and you want to see what is the real will of the Almighty?